Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Chronic Relief. I'm here today with Andy Bolt. She is an amazing person, uh, writer, comedian, actress, extraordinary human being on oh. the, in this journey called life. And Thank you. also here with her soulmate, Ben. Oh yeah, Ben. Ben Ben's of all here. trades. Ben, my co-host of Bunker Buddies, he was my ride today. He's I like- more than just your soulmate he's your ride he's my ride (laughs) (laughs) he's also like my um energy anchor too you know you know how like rappers have posses because it's like it makes them feel is that what they're called they call them like uh uh, entourages entourage yeah Yeah, that's my entourage and georgia the the and georgia the dog you guys rolled up in this dope blue van who shall who we shall one day be named one day be named yeah yeah. Um, I was a guest on your guys's podcast last week. That was such a really good episode. It's called Bunker Buddies, like you just mentioned, right? Yeah. And um, that was really cool. And so basically, Chronic Relief is all about having an honest conversation about comedy, cannabis, mental health, if you will. What does that mean to you? Well, I was just excited to to hear about even just the topics on the broad scale because as you know I just think they should be being talked about more to normalize it yeah you know um and so a I'm just always excited when I'm hearing people want to have conversations about that because they're fun and mind expanding uh and knowledge is power and I and we should all be sharing it as much as we can right and then B, you're also super funny. Oh, thank you. And I, that's the other thing I love about these topics is when they're delivered with a slice of cake. Right. You know? Something give me, sweet. Give me a little joke on the back yeah. end there. Yeah. So you I know, agree. Tell me you want to kill yourself, but then make with a me smile. laugh, goddammit. Yeah. With a smile. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, tr- it's so true. Like, that was kind of the point of this whole thing is it, it's not even, like, so much that I just want to put s- something out there. I feel like I'm learning so much about people yeah. um, and how they cope and what makes them happy what makes them Mm -hmm. sad and how they handle that in all aspects of their life because um we all have mental health regardless if we're diagnosed undiagnosed or somewhere in between you know Mm -hmm. and I am just struggling to understand why people are so afraid to talk about it and I guess I can understand um because I've had the hardest time for the longest time talking about my own mental health mm-hmm. and coming to terms with it and understanding it and just um, going on this journey. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just saying, hey, there's an elephant in here. Right. <laughs> right. Is there you know, not? It's like you're finally saying it to yourself. Like, hey, that really loud thing that's like making a bunch of. It's really happening. Yeah. You know? So for me, like I was, you know, I took pharmaceuticals at a very young age. I was five years old when mm-hmm. I was first diagnosed with ADHD. And then when I was 12, I was diagnosed uh, as bipo- bipolar um, and was put on all tons of medication. And my point in sharing that is you don't have to share what you want or don't want. And I never want people to come on and feel like they have to like detail their mental health history if they have one or not. But I'm just trying to normalize um you know, like you said, the elephant in the room and talk about how that has kind of um, played out in different aspects of my life, like through comedy and cannabis, which Mm -hmm. I use to, um, you know, kind of help with my anxiety and depression. And also I think there's conversations like with cannabis that aren't being held, how sometimes like cannabis doesn't help my depression and Mm -hmm. how I find a place for like 
where it can and like mm-hmm. and also what we were kind of talking about earlier of like um making room for space and space for happiness in our lives which right. i think a lot of us lack yeah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot that's a lot <laughs> yeah yeah man i can see why you get high i know, you know? right <laughs> you got a lot going on in there yeah so i mean but but that's but cannabis is has really just helped me and obviously comedy and the art form that is writing and um you know, and that okay. has brought so much to my life. I'm going to say something that's going to sound like a really high thought. But okay, let's hear it. You're high, so I think you're going to get it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like right now the voice that you're having and what you're saying you want to do and what you want to be in the sort yeah. of vibration you want to be putting out there, you're sort of representing, you're like, um, you know, if we're all one consciousness, it's like we're all having these feelings and we're not exactly sure how to put words to them, but we know that it kind of feels like this and it kind of feels stuck and it kind of feels like, is he going to be president forever? Like what is is it me? You know, like I I think that I'm part of the reason he is the president. I think (laughs) I might've manifest, you know, we're all like not talking about it. And then you're like, hey, I have weird feelings. And people are like, yeah, 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 do a podcast about it. Keep talking, keep talking. Because it's like I once had this uh, wonderful guy cutting my hair. And he said, the guy who's on the street corner, who's the homeless guy, who's like screaming like, fuck you. Ah, yeah, you know, he said that guy is doing the world a gift because he's getting out all the energy that we can't do, you know. And, um, and that you have to look at the world Like it's a metaphor for what's going on inside of you because we're all connected and we can all relate. And, you know, if we're We're energies and vibrations, exactly. We're energies and vibrations. So then that brings you around to like, okay, well, how does that all feel in your body? All the things you're noticing in your world, how does that feel in your body? And then that starts pointing you in directions that start to make you feel sad or like have memories. You're like, oh, no, there's things I'm not talking about or dealing with. Right. And nobody's talking about it or dealing with it. So then it seems like, well, I can't talk about it. Oh, shit. And then it, like, gets you into a darker hole. Right. But if some people just go, hey, I feel shitty sometimes. People go, yeah, that's not weird, dude. I don't like you less. I don't judge you right. for that. I also feel weird, you know. So um, when when you have, when let's say when you have feelings of sadness, mm-hmm. how do you deal with those? Well, you have to make space for them. You honor them. You have to make space for them. You know, that's it's. Do you think we I mean, our society is mm -hmm. like, okay, you're sad. Here's a pill. Push Mm -hmm. it down. Well, I think I think that the pill is like, you know, a crab trying to help another crab out of the bucket. But it's a great finger pointing at a problem, but it's not necessarily what the problem is, you know, because every pill has side effects, right? right? Every single one does. So there's this really great documentary on Netflix right now called Heal that breaks how basically everything is a placebo. Like that's what they've like even cannabis, right? They've even said that like anything can be a psychedelic, like any substance you can put in your body. That's the power of the mind. Right. That if I told you this would make you psychedelic, like, and you believed that it would, it would. Right. I'm going to have to watch this. But cannabis is another form of energy and we all have a relationship with it and we all put energy into things and then it becomes real. But um, what were we talking about? <laughs> well, I was, well, my question was like, because we as human beings, we all experience sadness. So like, yes. what, how do you, 
how do you cope with sadness? Right. So you, you see it and you feel it coming and you know that it's there because something doesn't feel light. Something feels off. And if you don't feel like you're fucking so happy to be alive and moving forward, then something might be off. And you just go, what is that? You know, why can't I be so excited about this moment right here that I'm sharing with you? Like, why isn't this enough right. for my being right now? So for you, so I'm kind of the same way in a sense mm-hmm. of like when I'm sad or mm-hmm. angry, I'm like, there is a re- there's something that is prompting this yeah. response. So yeah. I identify what that is and then proceed with I also I also even to simplify it some another way I try to look at my feelings like my first attempt to get rid of a negative thought or feeling is just oh is there an easier way right now that I can think of is there a better thought right now um like that person didn't call me back is it because they don't want to hire me or is it because they're just busy and they do want to hire me and they want to pay me more money and they're trying to find out what okay that one's more fun now I made a left-hand turn so it's like your feelings are your spiritual this is what I believe that your spiritual being or your inner spirit is always trying to guide you to love and that your feelings are your ways right so when something feels bad that's just your spirit going hey don't go left motherfucker go right look there's always it's like every moment in your life when I get really really sad I try to think that I, I go inside and I do a little mind adventure. I meditate. I meditate on why I'm feeling that way and I go down and I travel in my own inner space and I try to find out why and where can I find the joy in the room right now like my this moment in my life I'm in a puzzle room and the clue is joy and I just have to find it and even if it's the tiniest thing like ooh, a glass of water would sound good right that gets me to the next moment and then that's that moment in time is another little puzzle room where right. the clue is joy Because like sometimes and you crawl out like where I can get very end of worldy, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everyone, you know, in the totally. world. Totally. And so I think. And creative, especially creative people right, do. Where in my mind, I'm already thinking like years down the road, you know, and I'm already yeah. creating this movie in my mind of this person who already has a vendetta against me. And I'm like, what? Why would they, you know, mm-hmm. I become my own worst Because enemy. you're a creative storyteller. Right. So exactly. I create the story mm-hmm. in my mind, the narrative, mm-hmm. and it's just not true. It's a false narrative, right? Mm. And so. I wouldn't say false narrative. I would say that is a narrative. It's a narrative. That's one you could totally choose. You could choose to live the worst version of your life a million times. It's almost like if I can't get my mind to stop going there, I just go, fine, let's fucking go there. And I go meditate on it. And I go down and I play out. Okay, yeah, what if I did that? Okay, what if I did that? Yeah, that would suck. And I cry about it and I get really upset. And as soon as I can't think of anything worse that could possibly happen, then I think like, okay, but what else could I do that would actually feel better? Right. And then I always see that there are way more options, infinitely more options that are positive ones, that are positive miracles. Like, you know, you know, Cleopatra could show up right now and tell me, come with me. We're traveling through time. Like there's so many right. other options that are possible that are very possible. Like that exact one I just said. Exactly. That the light, something bad happening. The light always outweighs the dark. If you allow yourself to actually look at the dark. And I think that's what therapy is for. Therapy makes space for you to look at the dark. you got to. That's life, exactly. Right? you got to go play out those narratives. You know, did you see Into the Spider-Verse? No. So you got to watch Spider-Man. You have to create me a whole... The consciousness... Okay, here's what we really need to talk about and what some people are going to get and then other people aren't going to get right away, but they're going to get it subconsciously and then like (laughs) two years from now, they're going to get it, okay? And here's what it is, is that we as a consciousness are trying to wake each other up 
and tell each other that there is a verse. We can all do whatever we want. Look at Maniac. Look at, oh my God, Annihilation. You know, Barack Obama's like top 10 movies last year. Number one, Annihilation, (laughs) which is a movie about how we are all one. And you can like manifest and create and be whatever you want to do. And so we're trying to leave little clues. It's like, that's why we're all one, guys. Like black and white, whatever. This microphone, whatever. You know, it's like. Rick and Morty, multiverse. Okay. Like, the, like, you can also just go, oh, that's just entertainment that's, like, kind of fun to think about. Or you could go, what if I let my mind go there? And this is what happened to me. I got so sad in my real human life. Like, my life got so fucking sad that I was just like, fuck it. What if I just surrender and I do believe in this thing? And then weird shit starts happening. And then I get an offer to write a movie. This is no joke. I'm just like, fine. I'm just going to manifest it. Like, it has to be... You know, you manifested positive. I manifested positive. Like literally, I'll be like Ben. Like, how much money do we want? How much money do we want? Oh, okay, let's uh, let's do eighty five thousand dollars. Okay, eighty five thousand dollars or better. Eighty five thousand dollars or better. I got an offer to write a movie based off a log line. Based off a log line for a hundred thousand dollars, and like that never happens anymore. And that's when it's just like, okay, Andy Bolt, you can change. You can change your life yeah. in a moment. You can change your life into whatever. And, like, I haven't even talked about that yet because it's, like, so new. Like, this that's just so happened cool. this week. But that's what I'm saying is, like, that. But I'm, like, but we real. have to. I, but I also feel you. Like, your energy is a little bit, like, you are sad and you're at the point in your life right now where you're actually allowing yourself to feel the sadness. Yeah. And, and but you're aware of it in a way where you're, like, yes, I'm going to allow myself to feel the sadness, but I always know that there's light right there. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lose the light. And that's what you were saying, like, medication and cannabis and stuff does for you, right? Well, I mean. I mean, I don't I don't take medication anymore. I just use cannabis. Oh, right. But, yeah. But, but like, like cannabis is medication yeah, yeah, or for sure. Your, That's right? what it does your... for me as a medication. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like um, the Dalai Lama talks about like if you allow yourself to go to those super dark places, you'll actually be able to see that even in the darkness, there is still some light. Right. You know, because you're down there looking up. Right. Yeah. Because like even if you commit suicide, like even this is what I truly believe, like even in the worst darkness, if you feel like that is in your heart, that is what you have to do, then you have to do that. But on the other side of that, there is going to be love. I do believe that on the other side of that is love and that you go back into the universe because we are all just particles. Like now we're talking about quantum physics. Yeah. Now we're talking about not spirituality. No, I'm very, we're talking about science. I'm like, very interested in all that because we are what are we that's truly what i believe because look at (laughs) this is what i truly believe look at brody stevens right look at that beautiful fucking like who came in and he was like when you watch a mushroom on like a time lapse yeah i've seen those like they're growing they're growing growing they're like suffering 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 you know like growing their seeds and then a mushroom like explodes and it's this beautiful life that is like brody stevens and he has all these fucking seeds and he's even loud I'm not saying that like suicide is a good thing yeah but I'm just saying when people feel like it is there like don't send they them go to a good don't place. send them hate don't shame on them there's none of that yeah. it's only love look at that beautiful thing that he did and look at all this growth we're all gonna have and we're gonna learn from that we're gonna right. people are gonna start reaching out comedians are already right. starting to reach yeah. out to each other more you know no I, I got texts on that day it. and yeah you know it's like that's stuff. an example yeah. of something that is so tragic and it is sad and you have to mourn that i wrote a poem about it yeah like i didn't know what to do but and i don't a lot of people have been really i don't even know him well like i had only like met him on when we were on lineups together or whatever but it was like no that's an energy that's a vibe that i want to ride but it's like you know when when you the darkness man it's always right there yeah and and i went back on his instagram and there were like moments where i'm like this guy was asking this guy was 
was putting out, you know, energy that was hard. You know, he was suffering. He was hurting. And I hope that people are looking at this and being like, oh, my God, I identify with this. I see that that is an option. Yeah. I see that that is an option. That's a timeline I could play. Great. We all manifested. What was that going to look like? And we got to feel it. And we all had to live it. Right. right? So now just manifest a different timeline. You know, like that. You could do that one. Or there's always more ones with better light. Right. Like, I think exactly. Like, I think that it's hard for people to talk about their struggle because there's a shame behind. Right. There's a shame behind struggling, especially like in Hollywood where, you know, it's what everyone struggles. Right. And like to even to talk about it, it's like, okay, well, what makes you any special than the person over here? But that's not the point. It's not, I'm not one person isn't sharing their struggle to one up on your struggle. It's to be like, Hey, this is me. This is my human experience. I have to, other people must be feeling this way. And I remember as a kid growing up, like the only thing that would make me feel better is when my dad would tell me is a lot of like, you are not the only one. A lot of people go through what you're going through. You Mm -hmm. know, like this is a very normal, healthy. And look how that healed you in that moment. Right. And it was like, I would, Mm -hmm. if only so many other Mm -hmm. people could just, instead of like criticizing someone, (sighs) or judge them just Mm -hmm. honor that whatever experience and moment that they're having is so normal okay right yes i'm gonna throw something at you okay um okay so that moment that you just talked about like i sort of believe that moments from our childhood of like that are that that are memories that we hold on to i think that they have a ripple effect I think that they have big waves that ripple out, yeah, right? Yeah, like the butterfly effect. Yes, yeah. like the butterfly effect. And I think like, you know, I don't even know you that well, but I can tell that you have made it a pattern in your life that like you suffer, but you talk about it and you help people heal because you make them feel not alone, right? And then yeah. do you suffer and then you talk about it and you help people heal because you make them feel not alone. But each time the wave is kind of getting bigger. Yeah. Your wave is getting bigger and it's I been mean, really hard right now. And look, your wave is getting bigger. Like you're talking about it on a bigger level. You started out with friends and then you got a little bigger yeah. and you helped your family and your family accepted you and that made you feel loved. And and now you're doing this really big wave and you're thinking like, how sad do I have to get <laughs> for good things to happen to me? Well, I mean, I, I just... I think I'm just like you said. And I'm okay. sorry if I'm like I don't know what that was. No, 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 I'm no. Like, I think no. I think you're. I'm. It's agree- like I just, agree. I've yeah. been, okay, this is kind of weird, but I've been reading energy lately. I'm not yeah. a medium, but I think I might be. You really? know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you're like fucking glowing. Like it's so weird, right? <laughs> this is why I wanted to have Ben here because I was like, hey, come with me because bring good energy. We are. We also. I. Uh, we are very high in this episode we are. because that last episode I was not high. So yeah. I want to, I want, I want yeah. people to know I that we super are super tapped in very because you know what this energy feels high. like to me? This energy feels like, fuck it. I can do anything. I can be anything I want to be. If I want to be a medium for five minutes, I could be a medium. That's how much <laughs> I love myself. And that's, what's always in the core of who all of us are. And then we slowly start to like, get out of that. Like, wait, no, I'm not a medium. That's crazy. Shut up. Oh my God. People are going to judge you. Oh but my God. That's how Andy, I felt about comedy. Ask her to erase it, you know? And then, and then you just like, get back to like oh who cares and then you find something where you can level out and we're all just trying to find that balance where we can just level out I mean that's a hundred percent like that's like what you said is like I think you know I I am comfortable 
with the sadness, with yeah. sitting with the sadness, with you honoring are. it yes. and just like, okay, what am I going to do with it? And it doesn't know? like control you. No. It's like you're an artist and you're painting yeah. your life with it. Yeah. You've accepted that it is a color in your palette. Right. In your, in the human being that is you, you're an art piece. You're a moving, breathing exactly. art piece. Every moment, every choice you're making, that is your human experience as art. And this is a color you have in your palette and you're painting with it right now. And someday you might want to switch out colors. And I also think you know? that like exactly what what you say is people just don't learn to paint. It's allowing, it's allowing and accepting that they're there and using them in your life and how, and you know, it's like if they are bad, well talk about them and look at, you might connect with people in a way you never have before. You might, you know, yeah. And Oh my God, what if you, Ben and I've talked about this. He's like, I can't talk about my feelings because the tech world won't accept a guy who's going to talk about his feelings. My sister's a firefighter. And if another firefighter says I'm going to therapy, they fucking kill themselves. More firefighters are killing themselves right now than ever in history. It's insane. And we're not talking about feelings. We're not talking about it. And then it's like, do I have to go, do I have to fucking tap into the universe and be a goddamn medium for for me to feel comfortable enough to even come and talk about my feelings? Because like, I'm talking about them in a way where it's like, look, I'm just going to crack open and here they all are and see how I, it's not that scary, you know? Right. What makes you happy? Oh God, like everything makes me happy, you know, like honestly, like any, any time I'm creating and my life is creating and you don't have to be creating to follow the flow. You can just always be in the flow, you know? And, um, what I want to say about like, yeah, like here, here are all my feelings. And even though they are kind of like who I am, it's not the only thing that we are. Right. Because you might have monsters, but that doesn't mean you are a monster. So right. if you're like a guy who's like not dealing with your I hate women monsters, we don't think that you are a man who hates women. We think that you might have a little monster that's winning the fight. And if you right. say, hey, I have these like voices that I just need help working around why they're there. Oh, hey, you were treated like shit as a kid. Great. Done. Right. You know, cleared. We're forgiven. I, you call, know? Them, I call it like your your like roommate in your your negative like those negative thoughts. Yeah. It's like that roommate that takes up space in your head rent yeah. free that like we'll just live there if you feed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so how do you deal with negative thoughts? Like or like how do you like when you're how do you stay creative? Like mm-hmm. cuz you're like we're creators and when we get down like how do you well negative thoughts are creative. Right. You can create when you're being negative and I think that's almost like a problem. I think I think comedians are addicted to it. Oh, you I, mean it can it can be used for like, like think, dark I darkness? Think, yeah, I think I think uh, you know I think there's a lot of people in comedy who I've talked about this in writers' rooms where there are like debates where people are like, yeah, but you can't be like Dan Harmon funny unless you are like you know a piece of shit who like okay. fucking hates yourself, right? Oh wow. Yeah, there's a lot. That's why you see comics get on stage and go like I'm such a piece of shit. Right. Right? They think and, that the self-deprecation. Right. And you know what? There's a lot of good comedy out of that. And we've yeah. seen that. And that has almost been a genre of comedy, you know, that's like right. um like you a said, subconscious Conan, you said genre. Conan is very good at Yeah, that. and like I love Conan and I love him so much that I used to be like a super self-deprecating comic. A lot of my jokes were like all like making fun of me because that's like what I thought was funny and that's what was getting laughs. And then when I realized like, oh, I'm starting to believe these jokes, yeah. I just challenged myself to write jokes that weren't about how 
you know, shitty my freckles were. It was like about how great my freckles were. And they were just as funny, if not funnier. Oh, wow. And I think that that's the thing that people are afraid they won't be as funny. You know, unless they're like being Go to the super negative. negative. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think the positive is even is funnier. Yeah. Well, I also think that it's like, you know, if it's you're so looking easy at to go negative. At, yeah. If you're looking at uh, comedy like from space, it's like, OK, cool. We as a consciousness really dug super negative comedy for a long time. Like when I first started at UCB, so many people shit on me because like I had an athlete body. Like people would make fun of me for that. And like even at the comedy store, one of the reasons I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily need to be like performing here anymore. Like I, uh, I, I had a guy introduce me who was like, uh, you know, hey, the next comic like did did a whole bunch of fucking push-ups right before she got up here. Uh, you know, Andy Vol, and like it was like this thing where it was like just uh, oh, I don't have to do this stuff anymore right. to be successful. I don't have to like. It wasn't making you happy. It wasn't making me happy. No, and so now it was. You know, but it's like. Uh, why did I mention that? It's uh, just the energy of place. But that would never happen today. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that would never happen today. And and the whole energy of this place has completely changed. Right. It doesn't even feel like that anymore. Right. You know? And it's like, because you people also give keep room a consciousness. We're like, evolve. oh, we can, you know, it's the same thing where people are like, yeah, for a while, we only liked white people on TV. Yeah. Guess what? We all got the fuck over that. And like now yeah. we can, can we please just have more people of color on TV, yeah. you know, and like behind the scenes. It's like, yeah, that did happen. But great. Let's. And that's and I think like we're going to see a wave of this like more. I think we're waking up and like a lot of comedians are in LA and they're very in New York and they're very liberal and they're all you know doing mushrooms and waking up and I think we as a consciousness are gonna see that like oh it's more fun when I don't see you as competition because you're also a female comic who smokes marijuana you know it's like yeah. but I'm like oh no we're all one and like you you know right. <laughs> your success is our success well and, I've I've been you know, such a fan of yours from afar because you wrote for MTV's you're, did you write the whole thing, right? Oh, well, I mean, MTV, I was a writer MTV's on the, yeah, Mary on the and show. Jane. Say, baby, what's your name? Are you the one, Mary? Are you Jay? Who wants to smoke weed? Girl, you oh, are Abel, singing please. my song. Good afternoon. Cool place. We have your weed. What? They called us. They know we're drug dealers. When you asked me to help you with this, you said you wanted to start a real business. I've invested every penny I have in this business. On my honor, we will be the great entrepreneurs of the East Side, or we will die trying. You live downstairs from weed dealers. Welcome to Los Angeles. Which was, like, one of the first mainstream shows about cannabis that had strong female characters. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah, it was great, man. Like that show and Deb And you managed the social media, which did really well, yeah, right? And I and I helped him out with the social media stuff and uh it was like such a success, but then MTV didn't want to do scripted shows anymore. And that's, you know, Hollywood. But the show was so great and it was like super super funny and uh and like feminist but like in an equality way. <laughs> I don't mean to sound full on bananas and pajamas here, but I think I just got so high that I can hear my vagina. Me too. Isn't it awesome? I can't believe we finally get to talk. Me and my OTP living the dream. There's so much I want to tell you. Where do we even start? Deb Kaplan and Harry Elfont were the show creators and runners, and they did um, they did Josie and the Pussycats and oh, Can't Hardly Wait, wow. and they were like, 
I was like such a movie nerd yeah. of theirs and uh and it was so great to work with them and they're always before their time. Yeah. You know, like all their movies like Can't Hardly Wait when that came out, that was like I love like that people movie. love that movie now, but oh, that movie yeah. bombed when it came out. Yeah. Oh, it was and I loved it from the beginning. I loved it from the beginning too. But you're right, but as long but as time on went on, vibe. but as time went <laughs> on, know? you're right, it got people like began to love it more and more. And it's like where were you? And when? here's the thing. I you don't even want to take like ahead of its time. I think that that's saying that if you're at this level of consciousness, which just means that like you're at a you're at a place where you love yourself uh, enough to believe that we're all one being and, and that you can care about the world and other people the same as you care about yourself. So um, that this is a choice of a love of a life choice, like a feeling. Hey, we want to feel good for the most. We want to live longer. We yeah. want to like connect with our families and you know be alive longer in the world. We want to change and adapt and make the world a beautiful place. Because for a while we took it the other way. We did like World War Two. We did like you know we were just like a super negative you know fucking place for a while. But remember the fucking uh, pyramids, you know Egyptians. Yeah. Like remember if history does repeat itself, like let's just start heading back to that time where like women rule the earth and we're dope and like cats are equal to dogs and everybody has crystals and when you and aliens are fucking building your buildings like i'm just trying to get us there okay yeah <laughs> i do feel like that is my brand <laughs> no I, it is it is your brand i'm so glad we're recording crystals this aliens because i'm just trying to get us back to the time you know if you do a lot of research on the pyramids and uh egyptians I have, which i have they weren't they like yes I've, with the aliens they were like time or like that's where they charge their i get it yes I've you totally get it I've everything you just said you totally i watched get it. every single episode of ancient aliens millions of people around the world believe we have been visited in the past by extraterrestrial beings what if it were true yes okay Okay. on our vibe (laughs) and ben has a tarot card deck that is all egyptians and that shit is always right man we gotta do one of those oh man you should have brought one i should have told you to bring the tarot cards now i know and tarot is just like a really fun form of therapy self-therapy where like you look at a tarot card and you think what's that make me feel like and then you just sit with those feelings and you just and that's a fun thing to do a lot of people like using tarot cards yes this is why we like to this is why as we as human beings like entertainment and like to read books and play games and watch stories because they make us feel something about ourselves right you know you go to a movie but but you're not escaping because you're always seeing a movie that's on your vibe you know when you're feeling shitty and then you go to Star Wars and it is the shitty version of a Star Wars movie (laughs) and it's not the good kind and it could have been good it's like we all manifested that as a fucking team because we all went in expecting it to be bad so we fucking deserved it oh You know, but it's just if you're a spiritual being having a human experience and you're like an eternal being, which not to get spiritual because I'm not I'm just getting like now we're just back to quantum physics. We're just dust or whatever. It's like fine. Then like let's do the fun version, you know, like let's expect good things to happen to us when we walk out of the door. With that expectation, there does come, especially in L.A., a lot of rejection. Oh, yeah. And obviously in life, not just L.A., but specifically in L.A. entertainment. Mm -hmm. How do you handle rejection? Okay, I used to handle it so bad because that's what we like to do. We like to explore the alternate realities. But we're always going to make it to the destination we want to be at. So even if we want to, like, have an eating disorder for, like, your first 12 years in L.A., (laughs) you know, you can. Or you could just have done (laughs) mushrooms a lot 
earlier, and then you could have not. Been I love how she said it. Like you too could have an eating disorder here in LA, as if it's something. I did my own little. Okay, yeah. I've lived a lot of movies here in LA. Okay, because I've been here now almost seventeen years. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a long time to be a, full down a teen, teenage <laughs> career right here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm about to fucking burst through the ground, baby. This mushroom you're is in your about prime. To, oh yeah, not even yet. No, I'm you on have the way up. Yeah, baby. you're on the way up. You're. Lucy Ball didn't make I love Lucy till she was 40. I have time. Oh my god, I love it. So much. So time. uh what were we talking about? How great Re- I was? Yes. No. Um rejection. Like how Yes, does, my rejection. Oh my god, rejection. I just put it up on my Instagram because when I was 19, I got cast by Jamie Kennedy on uh, this show called The Starlet because I came I came like feet to the fucking ground out here, man. I was out here at 17. The first time I performed at the improv, I was 17. What? First time I performed at the comedy store, they like wouldn't let me be in the belly room because I wasn't old enough to drink. So like they let me in and then I had to come back out. But I was like, I grew up on a fucking ranch where we didn't have electricity with like preppers for parents. And I was like, I'm going to Hollywood and I'm going to be a star, baby. I love it. And then I came out here and it ate me up and Hollywood fucking chewed up my asshole and it ate my face and it gave me this weird eating disorder and like I got raped a couple times and shows were stolen and everything bad as a kid I thought cities would be happened like every Ninja Turtle scene every every Jodie Foster movie like I got I got to I got to live it baby I've I've had oh Jam with the mafia. I've worked for a rapper. Like which I'm, one? Can Will I am. Wow. I worked for Will okay. I am for three fucking years. That's I was crazy. on tour with the Black Eyed Peas, doing sketch comedy. Nobody will ever see <laughs> because I did not believe that I could be something I didn't like I would get really close and then not, I once was almost the Arby's girl I was gonna be flow of Arby's oh my god I mean I look at Brody Stevens and I'm like that guy makes so much sense and I have been there and that's exactly what would happen if I the poem I wrote about Brody Stevens was um the the <laughs> weighted gates of weight because I was like why are y'all motherfuckers waiting to tell this person how much you love him after he died why do we hold love like it is it is a limited thing like we can't just give yeah. it the fuck away like let those gates open you know and I didn't have friends for a long time and then I'd like find the comedy scene and then stand up was so like hard and and you know mean and I think I was really good and I know I was fucking good and people didn't like me because I was fucking good and that's guys back then were not nice to women who also when they were fucking good and I will it's different now but I've been here for almost 20 years so you really like got to experience such a range the first time I did an open mic in LA I was 14 you know and I I mean I'm not where was it it was at a coffee shop in the valley <laughs> at uh, Ca- Cafe de la Soul or whatever. Yeah. My mom took me because I was coming out here for softball because that was the plan. I was going to get a full ride scholarship on softball because my parents didn't have money for college. But the good teams were out here and I'd say, all right, I'll play, but I want to go to open mics. So she would take me to open mics on the weekends. And uh, and then I did stand-up shows all over my town as much as I could. And all my stand-up jokes, when I look back, it was me going, I want to talk about feelings! <laughs> and then people being like, no, Oh, that's funny that we don't, you know, because yeah. my family is like they all voted for Trump. They're very lovely, wonderful people. 
They're like li- they're liberal conservatives, they think, but they're very conservative. And uh, you know, it's like they don't talk about their feelings enough. And I think that my sister went on national television and talked about how another firefighter violently raped her, and she was more comfortable talking about it on national television than to her own years family. later than my parents. This was the first time my parents ever heard of it, and wow. I'm so glad that she did, and I love her for it. And but it's like, man, I hate that she had to carry that weight. Yeah, I hate that weight. Like, what are we waiting for? Talk about your feelings. If you can't talk about it with somebody, write them the fuck down, sing a song about them, just record them and then delete it. Like, get them out of your body. I mean, sit with them, make that space i'm still like in shock over the range of a career that you've i know but i also you know but uh you don't know who i am nobody you know i have so many like sold a show to um abc that hulu bought and there was like multiple networks that wanted it and we developed it for a year and i would have starred on it and it would have been a show i created and i was the lead and then it's like no (laughs) What's what? But like, what advice? Like, how do you? But I'm not done. But that's what I'm saying is like, (laughs) God. That's what I'm saying is like, it's been a long time. But it's you know. But that's but that's that's what I'm saying is like that is the level that rejection can reach. Is it can bring you very close to the edge in which you it fucks with you know. It's a mind fuck. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because also I'm noticing my pattern now, which is I have really great highs and then super low lows, then like the lowest fucking lows and. You know, sleeping on my friends' couches and putting all my money into a documentary that I still haven't finished and I'm a failure and oh my God, like super low, like mom's dying but not dead and not handling that well and eating disorders back. How did you get here? You know, kill yourself. I can't. Not till mom's dead. Mom won't die. You know, like just like... Feeling guilty that you want your mom to die, like watching watching a monster calls and being like, ah, thank God movies talk about their feelings because yeah. nobody in my family will. And the 12-year-old in monster calls is handling his mom's cancer the same way I'm handling my mom's cancer, which is an imaginary monster yeah. <laughs> to my window. Because that's basically what my mental health has been like. And I... Like, have it. I was like really trying to cope with it because I knew that it was mind over matter. I yeah. knew that there was like the light. And anytime I had tried drugs, like, they just made it worse. And I just knew that my mind could fix a lot of things because I right. had fixed a lot of things with my mind. I had done mind control shit when I was a kid and like it did work and I did manifest really great things. Yeah. Like, I always want to work with Guillermo del Toro. The first time I saw Pan's Labyrinth, I was like, I'm working with that guy. That guy fucking gets it. And blah, 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 blah. I worked with Guillermo del Toro last year. Right. You know? And it's like, I don't know. Like, the shit does happen. I'm like, whatever Jim Carrey's saying, I'm I'm seconding it. Yeah, you're <laughs> you buying know? that shit. I'm buying that shit. And I get that it's weird. And I'm like, whatever. That's my brand now. If that has to be my brand to get people to talk about it, if I have to, like, wave my arms and be like, look yeah. at my crystals. Right. then <laughs> And people go, hey, do you hear about these crystals? I hear they actually, like, do pretty good shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get out of here and grab some kombucha and crystals. I mean, you are. <laughs> drinking kombucha i'm drinking do you I have crystals on you oh always <laughs> you want to see which one yeah you're gonna love it this is the crystal i use so which to, one's that what this is that one, one taps into your third eye blamp and the name of it i am not completely fluent because i am a master of all trades jack of buns and uh, i just forget the name of it but i'm gonna say lapis that's what you named it no oh that's <laughs> That's I what think it, that's it's a lapis. T- I'm pretty sure it's a lapis. That's the type of stone it is. 
Yeah, yeah. But this one is to connect with your like third eye. Right. So I knew that I wanted to be like I feel extremely sober and centered. Like as I'm speaking these words, I think I'm speaking them better than I will ever speak them, and right. I can't rephrase these any better because I like the vibration that I have when I have this uh, stone with me. It helps me tap into my source energy, if you will. Right. Our source energy. So that's something that you carry with you to kind of just send you in the moment. Yeah. Bring you down yes. to the present. And you know, it might just be thoughts, but like, okay, let's go back to science, right? You have a bottle of booch, right? The if booch. I were to sit here and be grateful for this booch, and we can do that. So like, let's all in this room send grateful energy to this kombucha. Just we're so grateful for that kombucha. If we had a microscope in here, the molecular structure structure of this water is changing. And that has been proven by science. Wait, they have I've done seen, studies where I've people seen intend. They send thoughts towards water. Yeah, and the water. And changes. No, no, no. I've seen the woman who does the... I've seen it. And Your body is 70% yeah. water. Yeah. All of our bodies are on a moon cycle. There are signals all around us that our thoughts are making everything happen. So if every time I look, feel, touch, or see this, and I'm thinking about, oh, that helps me tap my third eye, that just helps me go, oh, I'm tapped into source energy. Like, that just gives me a little reminder that, like, I'm where I want to be and then that's just energy and thoughts you know that's why it's like don't have shit around you that makes you think of like oh fuck that girl never loved me like get rid of that shit get it out of your house because you're thinking about it every time you look at it and Marie Kondo has a whole show about I it I know I just she's talked got about a this whole show about in the it. last episode like uh with Glazer mm-hmm. he was a really great guest and I he didn't he hasn't watched an episode of that and I was mm-hmm. saying how you know, like it really caused me to not just like, well, I, you know, I think we talked about on yours. Like I had a t-shirt, I'm like, like certain articles of clothing. I'm like, this makes me mad. Why have mm-hmm. I owned this for mm-hmm. years? And it's like, how many other things in mm-hmm. my life have I made place for that of people, places, things, whatever that don't bring me joy. Yeah. Right? And, and when, when you feel that energy of this shirt, making you feel bad, you got to ask yourself, when else have I felt this way? Because that shirt is only representative of something else. Right. And you'll be able to quickly find that pattern, find it and go, oh, I want to uncreate this pattern. Right. You know, I'm taking this class right now on mindvalley.com, which is all about uh, expanding your consciousness. Okay. And so they have classes from like, you know, quantum theorists to like just mediums and shit. So this one is like an energy clearer. And she she has like a mantra that's like uncreate, delete and destory it. You know, it's like, okay, I for some just accept in that moment. It's your fault. Whatever's happening to you is happening to you. If you can accept in that moment. I had a thought that created this that rippled out. Then you can go, when else have I felt this way? Oh, shit. Then, 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 then. Then you go, oh, I don't, I'm whatever, why ever I created that pattern? Just fucking identify it. Tell yourself you don't fucking want it there anymore. Imagine it exploding in your goddamn mind or whatever works for you. And she has a whole fucking class about it. And I'm loving it. I'm exploding all kinds of thoughts that I didn't realize I was having on a regular basis. You know, just like, oh, I hate my tits. Like, if that's like a thought you've ever thought, I don't because I got over that. But I used to. Okay. Which is why I just said it out loud, right? She's yeah. still there. Uncreate, delete, destroy it. Get out of here, bitch. You know? <laughs> and then I got to fill it in with light because yeah. she still is there sometimes. Even though I put her to sleep in the swamp of all eternal darkness, she sometimes times likes to crawl up the back of my spine and into my brain and out my mouth and here she is again get out of there <laughs> um but yeah that that's how my mental health is going ah 
That was like the answer to the first question. Now we get to That's the actual. That's my brand. No, I'm <laughs> crystals. What? Um, my brand brought to you by crystals. Wh- how do you use cannabis? You're looking at it, baby. <laughs> but like, you can't see this at home. But I'm shooting rackets. To no, the they will be able to see it. It's oh video. yeah, pew pew. <laughs> but like, how? Like, do you smoke every day? <laughs> I'm going to bounce that question right back at you. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, baby. Okay, so every day. Okay, so indica, sativa. Um, let me let me see. Yeah, let's 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 say not like every day. Some days I smoke more. It's like really it's all about my feeling or what I'm using it for. You know, most of the time I don't even it's I I look at this, you know what it is? It's my it's the same relationship I used to have with beer. It's the same relationship where I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to enjoy this book or I'm going to, Oh, I, this is the, this is the flavor of, of frequency. I, I look at each, yeah, I look at each strand. Like it's a frequency that is an energy like this, like stone. I was like, I want to tap into that energy. I know that when I'm talking about those things, I like to feel a certain way. I like to feel confident, like in what I'm saying is right. Right. And it might sound crazy, but I know that if you listen to it twice, me and I get it. And, um, or not. And <laughs> It doesn't matter either way. Nothing matters. So uh, so then it's just like this, this is the same thing with strains. And what I liked about smoking with you before we did this is I feel like that's a ritual. This is your yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. I want to know what is the frequency you want to be on. So so it's like yeah, it's like Indians passing the peace pipe. It's yeah, like yeah. what is important to you? I feel these things. And we, and we shared words, didn't we? Right. And and you, I got to hear about who you were and who you are, and I tried on your feelings. Yeah. I said, ooh, I'm going to open up to this. I'm going to wear your, your cool little, like, fur coat that you have on right now. I'm going to see what that feels like. Okay, yeah. fun. Let's go do your show. And then you said, hey, my show is a place where you can shine if you want to. Yeah. And then I went to space. Yeah. And then I came back down here, and then now I'm, I'm throwing a, yeah, a mirror back at you. The, this is a fun little gift of a, of a frequency that you have. And yeah. that's something that your cannabis, I feel like, was a... The same way when it's like, ladies, time for margaritas, and you guys are on that vibe where you're all talking about your shit and you're releasing your toxins because you're talking about your stuff and you're saying, and your friends are going, that's okay, you can still love yourself, and you go, thanks, (laughs) and then you release it and you and you drink a margarita and it and you and it goes down your body and you pee it out and that's your ritual. I guess I'm more of a philosopher now. I don't know, but that's my brand. You're all the things. (laughs) I'm all the things. I have a hat on, but sometimes I don't. That's my brand. No, you did have a, you had a hat on last time too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting used to seeing you. Okay, hats. cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, I'm finding it. I'm finding the vibe. I'm I keep searching for that vibe I want to be on because I just recently changed my brand, which is that's changing my frequency, which is really hard. I have to go from being like, no, I'm not a comedian that gets taken advantage of anymore. Like I don't do shit that doesn't like. What do you serve when, me? What, like that's a new vibration. I have to believe in myself a different way to be there. You know. So what do you call yourself for now? somebody who hated themselves that much? That has been a long fucking climb babe so do you do stand up anymore i do i do do stand up but i do them at shows where i'm gonna feel good at that show and if and and if on the day if even i'm like headed to the thing well that hasn't happened yet but like i've never been like headed to the thing and not feeling like i'm on the vibe or you know you know because i'm a stream of consciousness comic and that's why like the marvelous miss Maisel. i was so glad that that came out because i was like yeah that is what i've been doing like, I, you know who Adam Ray yeah. is? Yeah. Yeah, so Adam and I, man, we've argued about this so much because even back in the day, he and I were in a sketch team together when we were eight, when I was 18, and we worked at Universal Studios Hollywood together. Like, he's one of my sole teammates. Like, we go way back. That guy is like... 
he that guy like has like some little energy that he's like keeping himself from shining but then like as soon as he's like letting that go he's kind of like mushroom baby and um Anyway, so uh, we would always talk about, he's like, and I was like, man, I don't like to do the same set twice. I think comedy's like jazz because I got, I got my comedy, man. I got all my weapons. I've been doing stand-up since I was fucking 10. Yeah. I've been doing open mic since I was 14. This is my piano. This is like that kid who sits down and is like, what do you got, baby? And he just like picks up anything, right? Yeah. Like st- that's what stand-up is for me. And it's always been an art in a way that like Robin Williams did. And then everybody else was like, we don't respect that, right? Which is like weird. But then now, guess what? There's so much comedy. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, my God, let's put that one ad lib in the thing. Yeah. <laughs> what? It was totally organic. And it's like, yeah, we were there 800 years ago. Yeah. And I don't want to be an asshole and say I was before my time. But I just was, I think, because Matt Besser always told me Andy Bolt quit sprinting a marathon. And I would, like, get there too early, I yeah. think. And then I needed to go have feelings because I was always on brand of the time right you know I think like I could feel the pulse of time but then you know I was like you know doing I don't know you know this kind of shit where then you see it on SNL two years later right. you know like that and then I'm and again not trying to be an asshole but like you know I've, I've worked a lot in TV I've sold a lot of stuff so I was like noticing the pattern of like okay why do I get really close and then it doesn't you know ugh, what is this and it's because that's not what I came here for my brand to be I needed to get back down to who Andy was and I'm so glad that no I didn't have any success and this is what I try to tell my friends who are in comedy especially or arts yeah. or anything or Ben that like you're not there yet but that's because you're not supposed to be there yet right. you're still you're still picking up like your jazz pieces yeah. you know like I'm so glad that I'm not a UCB all-star because I would be having a UCB voice you know I'm so glad that I didn't make it at Groundlings I failed there too I failed everywhere like that's why I can yeah. brag about <laughs> that other stuff that I know I'm good now because but I know that's so important where, oh, I mean you, you can't gotta say, put yourself out there okay but all I've been doing and this is what I really want you to hear is that's called Ken show that's called learning through pain Ken show right and that's a great way to learn and we learn great things through pain Dan Harmon we learn great we like Rick and Morty that's great but also Satori Satori is learning through love that's when you learn something yeah. new and you're enlightened should you have both I should have man I, I when I came to LA I was scared of the city my family was like don't do that take the softball scholarship and I was like no I'm not I'm leaving the farm and I'm I'm going to the big city and I'm going to be a big star and then I got raped and robbed and and everything my little kid imaginative brain imagined bad cities were, everything happened. And now it's like I'm going to choose to do something different. And I think you can learn through Ken Show. Or you can do what Josh Hartnett did. And I remember reading Entertainment Weekly and being like, this always stuck with me. And I knew that this story, I, two stories stuck with me. Josh Hartnett, because I would read Entertainment Weekly because I didn't have internet. And that was like how I was going to research Hollywood to get yeah. in it. And Josh Hartnett said... You know, they're like, wow, you're you just got this part and like you're a huge star. Like you're so lucky. And he was like, yeah, I just thought it would be easy. Like, meh, I don't really care about it. Like, it's just whatever. And I was like, oh, and then Jim Carrey, people were like, wow, you just were a star overnight. And he goes, no, it took me 10 years in one night. And then my little kid brain went, it's going to be at least 10 years. It's going to be at least 10 years before I'm good, you know. 
but then I spent all this time going and studying other places and doing other shit and uh, trying other people's ideas on, you know, and, and when you and I've written for a lot of other shows, I try other people's voices on, you know, ooh, okay, fun. But then it's like, what is my true voice? Well, I stripped out all that shit I learned in Hollywood and I got back down to like the jokes I was writing when I was 10. Like that shit's the funny shit. Yeah. You know, and like if I told you the premise of the offer I just got, it is something a 10 year old would write. Wow. It is is going to be the best thing I've ever done, you know, like, because, so that's what I mean is that like, just because somebody else's past said they had to suffer or take forever to be funny. Like also Eddie Murphy was on SNL when he was 19. So, mm, you know, like maybe that kid who's on his YouTube channel honing in his own voice in Illinois is actually, you know, if he had the confidence to make it in Hollywood, but he doesn't. And then by the time they get out here, they spiral out because they get away from that safe energy that they had, you know, and they yeah. start trying on other people's ideas and people go, this is going to be hard for you. You're an influencer. You suck. So it's like, that's another wave of comedy. That's going to be their own little generation of right. bag of baggage. That's not theirs, you yeah. know? So then when I strip all that back and when I'm meditating and I'm talking to Andy, like Andy is like. So a comedian who does who wants to transcend time and space, who's like, yeah, you know, like I'm going to write this movie, but I'm also writing this TV show and then I'm going to star in that thing. And then I'm just going to talk about consciousness and I'm just going to spread love and follow the flow and take it me where it wants to go. Because I know that when I'm tapped into the universe, everybody can be, everybody can be fucking Beyonce if they wanted to tap in, <laughs> you know, and that's what I want to be the voice for is yeah. like, hey, let's do that. Let's like make good shit with good people. And right. that and that has only brought me good things. Yeah. You know? But I also but I have the I do have the like history. I went and I learned what I wanted to do. I practiced it. And I failed for so long. I had a lot of successes. You could look at it like I had a lot but of successes. But that's what I'm saying is like but you, you also the yin and the yang totally. to balance out the failures. You had yes. so much So here's so here's what I'm thinking is I want to change my life from the yin and the yang, thinking that like it has to be good and bad to just get to like be Beyonce and it's just always good. Find a frequency you like to be at and just hang and and just tune in and just be like, hey, all my single ladies, come up here and dance on the clouds where we're all gods. Like, Yeah, that's what I want to do. And I feel like Will Smith and his whole family are like, hey, love yourself. That's the answer. Let's go. You know, and it's like, hey, I'm coming for you, Will Smith. Like, you know, it's like you see people on that vibe just trying to wake people up. But it's like all those thoughts that you're not enough or that somebody else is better than you or somebody else has something that you want. Like you see this all the time in comedy. This is a huge thing I have to get over. And I just had to get over it again with Pen15 because, uh, you know, uncreate, delete, empty story. Because how many times are you like looking at stuff when you're tapped in and the stuff that you're writing, you start seeing on TV. You start hearing your jokes word for word on late night shows, you know. And you're really tapped into the consciousness and you can either look at that like, oh, fuck, like, I know those fuckers and they stole that. They saw me tell that story like a hundred times, like, you know, or I could go, oh, I'm just really tapped in and like, I'm so glad they told that story because I have all these stories I've been trying to tell and I don't know which one to tell. And I can actually, I'm so glad they did that because I can actually fix that and do that better. And Mm. thank you for getting draft one in. And every story has been told a million times. And what if they were my friends? What if I just wrote on that show instead? Like, what if that was like, what if they're my kindred spirits? So then now I switch that to 
go, oh, thank you, spirit. I'm going in the right direction. Instead of, oh, fuck, that guy stole my idea for a podcast about baseball. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, but nobody is you talking about baseball. Anybody could right. be talking. Everybody could have a baseball podcast. You know, I was a CrossFit instructor. I used to compete in CrossFit. I've lived a two million lives. <laughs> and uh, and um, one thing that they that was really interesting about the guy who founded the phenomenon of CrossFit said is it's um, the way the business works is it's a franchise. You just pay for the name CrossFit and it's like $3,000 a month or something. And then he says you can do anything you want with the branding and he's not responsible for it. So you could literally have a swastika on your gym um, or you could have Jesus and you would be a successful CrossFit. And that's what he says. Like he says, hey, make your CrossFit, your brand, whatever you want it to be. Just make it who you are as the owner, whoever you are, have it represent that. And you look at the CrossFit gyms and every CrossFit gym that is successful, people are like, oh, that's so-and-so gym you know it's right. like the jp paramotor who owns brick crossfit he's a friend of mine and uh he's like an orange guy like he's like a short little muscly like orange guy and he owns brick crossfit and it's like orange and it's like a little like muscly square of a gym it's like yeah they all look you know like it's really interesting it's people who love orange it's it's because crossfit it's because and i can see that in him because i'm also a little orange you know thing yeah. so it's like you know, everything outside of you is what's on, is just a mirror for what's going on inside, you know? And you can look at it like it's all fun and you can write your own video game, you know? Think of who said, who said this quote? It was like, think the, think of life as a game that's rigged in your favor. And if something goes bad, it's like, this is supposed to happen. Allow it to happen. Surrender to it. Just be like, okay, I'm going to be fucking paralyzed for a while. Like, what am I going to learn from this, you know? <sighs> love to Jason Signs. I'm sending out love to. I can't stop thinking about Jason Signs. Love to, to him. That was. Uh, I learned so much from that. Yeah. And, like, Do you know the stand-up Jason Signs? No. Who is like still in the IC? He was a stand-up comedian. Is it S S A E S A N E Z? Did he get hurt? Yeah, he fell through a skylight. Yeah, I and, saw. And, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, and it's like all that stuff. He, it's like I he's not from LA. Is he, or wait, he was. He is he from in, LA. He was yeah. in New York, but okay. he came to LA like yeah. years ago. But he was working on um, a Steve Harvey show. Oh wow! And yeah, but it's like you know you got to think about that stuff every day and be like, and that's kind of stuff. Sending love to your friends like that and thinking about it is like a way for you to rem- you're giving something, and then you're also reminding yourself to be grateful for what you have, and it helps you to like get out of those little humps of like, yeah, my life is really terrible right now. Like when you're in that like suicidal right. place, it is important to like send love or think of your friends who are other people who are really suffering and send them love because you know, they'll, that always comes right back to you, you right. know? And yeah. Well, that, this has been amazing. Yeah. I talked so much. No, that, that I want, okay? no, yes, please. Okay. I want you to talk as much. I, uh, what right. I want is to tell, uh, tell people it's where they brand. can, no, please. So. It's all your brand. <laughs> Uh, tell people where they can follow your brand. Ooh, at Andy Bolt, A-N-D-I-E-B-O-L-T. And BunkerBuddies.org. Come sign up for our mailing list where we have conversations like this and other things. And, uh, and that's my brand. What is there any? Is there anything else you would like to promote? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, not that I can think of in the moment. Okay. Yeah, thank you and so much. Is there anything you want to promote, Ben? Oh, yeah. Ben takes a lot of pictures of me. Yeah, at Bunker Buddies Podcast on Instagram. There you go. Well, uh, uh, as always, yeah, as always, you can follow me at Wolfie Comedy at Wolfie Memes. And this has been an amazing episode. Thank you so much, Andy Bolt and Ben. Thanks for letting me be weird. Oh, of course.